Welcome to Grandpa Hill's True Stories. I'm sitting here with now one, two, three, four, five, six of my grandchildren, and one of them is sleeping. Oh, seven! There's one coming back. Raymond's going to make it back. These stories are for my children, my grandchildren, and all children. This is a story of a long time ago when Grandma used to drive. She doesn't drive now. She has epilepsy. But back then, she did not have epilepsy. And she was driving a car with me as a passenger, and it was late at night. And we were going north on I-75. Somewhere between 75, we married in 78. So this would have been... 77. We were driving to look at where I was going to be staying for the next year before we got married. And we were driving up north. We're on I-75, about halfway up the lower peninsula. And we're going about 70 miles an hour. And we're in this old car, and all, and I'm asleep. And all of a sudden, the brakes are getting hit, and hit hard. And on that old car, old duster, or whatever it was, the, when you start hitting the brakes, it goes, <laughs> everything's shaking. And it's like, they're not very good brakes, and we're slowing down, and I'm waking up, and what's in front of me? Nothing. There's nothing. And there's, like, across, after the dip up on the other side of the hill, there's a pickup pulled off but that's like a thousand feet away and she's hitting the brakes hard she comes to a stop and about from me to you there's a little light little teeny light and it's a light on a license plate Mm -hmm. and it's just there on the car and that's the only thing on that car that you can see and you pull up to it other than our lights are now on the car but that's what it caused her to stop was this light. Most people don't slam on their brakes for lights on the freeway that are that small. And it was a car right there in our lane. The whole car was stopped in our lane. And it had four girls in it. And they were kind of cut up and bleeding. And it was a mess. And I was able to talk to someone from that had walked over from the pickup and they said uh there was another car that had been on the road so then i'm figuring this out that the that this car that grandma stopped for hit a car because it's damaged in the front and that car is down the hill so now i'm going to go down the hill and rescue somebody Okay, now I'm going to find out if they're okay and everything else. So I'm going down the hill, and it's dark. You know, I got a flashlight, that's it. And uh, I'm looking there, and there's this station wagon down at the bottom of the hill. And it is full of beer. Empty cans, full cans, and a case, just lots of beer. And it smells like beer. It smells like a brewery at least. Old beer. It's just, just terrible. Couldn't even believe it smelled like beer. 
But I'm down there, I'm smelling this, and I hear this creaking in the woods, like branches breaking. And I figure there's someone staggering around drunk, and they need help too. You know, they, I don't know what's going on. And then I called out, you know, you know, can I help you? I'm here. We're here. The help. There's help here. Trying to get him to, uh, or her, turns out it wasn't him, uh, to come over, you know, that we could help. And the noise started getting farther away. And then I went back up the hill and gave a statement to the police officer, which was there by then. And then we continued on our trip to go up to Michigan Tech and check out the housing that I was going to be staying at. Then the next year, we're getting ready to go up north, and I get a piece of mail, and it was a request for me to appear in court because they got the guy that had run away and fled the scene of the accident and everything. And um, I explained to him that's going to be really complicated because I'm going to be getting married and we're going to be changing addresses and all the rest of this stuff. And they said, okay, would you give a deposition? So I wrote out a nice deposition and filled all that out and sent it to them. And they accepted that. I don't know whatever happened to the man who had been drunk on the road, but um, I was really, really happy with grandma's driving. And it's like, what she did was better than what I would have done. I probably would have run right into that car. Because what I would have been doing is looking over at the pickup, trying to figure out what's going on over there. And she's seeing this little pin light, you know, about a thousand feet away. And then she starts slamming the brakes and stuff. And that's part of how you guys got here. Because it was just a year or so after that that your mom was born. So, or two years after that after that incident. Those girls were all safe too. Yeah. They they actually they they could have been a lot more hurt uh just from having hit the car. But yeah, if we had hit them when they were already out of safety belts, they were moving around, they're trying to get out of the you know, they're you know like I don't know they're how long it dumped out. Yeah. In the middle of the highway, yeah. they want to get out of yeah. it. Yeah, so now we're like maybe 30 seconds to a minute later, and they're still in pandemonium. There's screaming and stuff like that going on. And then, uh, yeah, that would have been really bad. And then we would have felt bad, but we didn't do. You know, we didn't see the. And instead, we're there, like, helping them out, trying to help out the guy even that left his car up there. I'm glad that Grandma stopped the car. Oh, yeah. I am, too. Drinking and driving. Untold miseries for people. The driver, the accidents, the deaths are so wrong. For others hurt. So many innocent people hurt. Another takeaway is that I still drive old cars, and the brakes always get early attention. That night impressed upon me the value and importance of keeping my brakes and tires in good condition and obviously much better condition than I had that night. 
even more importantly, I learned to be aware and appreciate just how much what Mary did and paid attention to that night. It impacted my life, her life, the lives of the children we had not yet conceived, the lives of so many. Even greater was the impact she had on the girls. It is likely they would have died and had been or had been seriously injured if we had not stopped in time. Their lives, what they did, what they paid attention to, what they appreciated and did with their future families were also forever impacted. I was so impressed that evening, and I am still to this day so grateful to Mary Lee. I got to see Mary manage a seemingly impossible situation. Lives were changed, lives remained possible, and the girls survived. So many things in life continued forward because of what she did. I encourage you to listen to Grandpa Hill's true stories. Think back. Appreciate your own experiences. Share your stories with others, especially your children and grandchildren. Until the next Grandpa Hill's true story, Shalom.